You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. They all laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said the world was round. recorded sound They all laughed at Wilbur and his brother when they said that man could fly They told Marconi wireless was a phony It's the same old cry They laughed at me wanting you Alright, this episode we will be talking about El Fitzgerald Ella Fitzgerald sings Gershwin. Uh, in the room, I have Rob, Hi. Ben, Hello. and Grady. Hello. Ella Fitzgerald sings Gershwin is the 1959 five-album set by the American jazz singer Ella Fitzgerald focusing on the songs of George and Ira Gershwin. It re- was released on Verve Records, produced by Norman Gantz. Genre is vocal jazz. In the mid-40s, Ella was singing in Dizzy Gillespie's band. With the popularization of bebop, she developed scat singing as a major part of her performance repertoire. After four successful songbook albums, the queen of vocal jazz turned her attention to the Gershwin songbook. Uh, for the extensive recording, Ella works with first-time collaborator Nelson Riddle, who arranged 59 Gershwin compositions for the album. These performances are easily among Fitzgerald's very best. For this discussion, we will be talking about the 1959 Volume 1 album, with maybe a hint of Volume 2. So yeah, what did we think of Alice Sings Gershwin? You can't knock Gershwin. It's the American songbook. And you can't knock Ella. You know, she is the queen of vocal jazz. But I don't need five discs (laughs) of, of the queen of vocal jazz doing the American songbook. I don't even need two discs of it. I think it would have been a tight 12-track, one disc. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't even attempt to listen to all, all of the discs, I, I will admit. Uh, yeah, so I kind of took an audible on this one, and instead of doing all five LPs, just there were two albums that were released in 1959. There were multiple uh, of her LPs released with different tracks and everything, so I just decided... 1959, Volume 1, we'll, we'll get through that. And I put the optional as a Volume 2 if you wanted to hear some other tracks. But they're essentially the same arrangement, style. Um, I think it's all good, but yeah. we Since there was not a big shift in uh, songs, it felt good just to do that, that amount. Use your Rhapsody and Blusions <laughs> volumes one through five. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could have been taken down to a twelve-track thing, and I would have been just yeah. fine. Yeah, Ger- Gershwin rules. Uh, I I was not quite aware of just how many songs he wrote until Ella decided to sing all of them. Yeah, and this was a tradition. Like I said, this was the. I think fourth uh, songbook that she, she, yeah, had, she did Rogers she and had done. And, 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 yeah. yeah, and so this was it was very popular for her to do at the time, and I'm assuming you know that they did these with albums, then they could just make 
Yeah. What? Five albums, and they could disperse it in any which way they wanted to. Pick Only out they the didn't. Best. They didn't. They released it all as one. <laughs> they did. Clocks in at a tight hundred and ninety-four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't get is so they so for this release, uh, they have taken the five discs. They have they have simmered it down into two discs, twenty-four songs. And in that twenty-four songs, they didn't have room for 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 summertime. Yeah. Or Rhapsody in Blue. Guess not. He had, they had he had twenty four songs that they thought were more important. But Rhapsody in Blue is an orchestral work. Yeah, but, but they yeah you're right. But summertime is is not. Summertime. summertime. I would have liked to have hear scat that oboe entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, like I said, clap your hands. To all of them. Or mm-hmm. is that what it was called? That is what it's called. Yeah, that's a that's a solid track. some notes here i thought amazing voice i mean it's flawlessly executed yeah. just across the board um it's not something i would personally probably listen to much uh, on my own I don't yeah. know, with with gershwin and that sort of stuff i feel that it really belongs on the live stage to get the full experience um not saying any of it's bad it's just not my personal cup of tea again we see nelson riddle pop up mm-hmm yeah, the arrangements are, are cool. You know, they're very Nelson Riddley. Yes. The quality of it was just impeccable, too. Just yeah. the, the sound of it. Um, I'm with you. It's, it's, very, it's very playful, fanciful, great orchestra, but it just feels like a, a lot of the songs feel like very similar. But her delivery is great. I mean, I can't say a bad thing about it. Except that, yeah. nor, nor can I. There's just so much that I think it's yeah, it could have been distilled. Yeah, for sure. I've got a story about uh, the the song. Let's call the whole thing off. That uh, I heard the story. My friend told me the story. Uh, I heard it secondhand in, in high school, and now I can't hear the song without thinking about the story. He was trying out for a play, and he had auditioned, and he was watching some other people audition, and there was this kid auditioning. And I think it was like an English as a second language kid, and he was singing for his audition song, Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. And according to my friend, he didn't think that he had ever heard the song performed before. He was just reading the lyrics. So like, you say tomato, I say tomato, you say potato, I say potato. <laughs> Not only did 15-year-old me think that was hilarious, like 36-year-old me still, like I said, I can't hear the song without like you say tomato. <laughs> Also, on that note, uh, no one says Ersters. Yes, yes. <laughs> I agree. There's some... They're, they're, by the end of the song, uh, Gershwin's reaching. You know? Yeah, yeah. Was Ira the lyricist and yeah. George the... I, yeah. I do like when he says, and you say lobster, and then she's like, oh, screw it. Yeah, let's, let's have just, lobster. Let's just get lobster. <laughs> 
Nothing against scallops. So if you go for oysters and I go for oysters, I'll order oysters and cancel the oysters. For we know we need each other, so we better call the calling off. Let's call the whole thing off. I say father and you say pater. I say mother and you say mater. Pater, mater, uncle, auntie. Let's call the whole thing off. I like bananas and you like bananas. I say Havana and I get Havana. Bananas, bananas, Havana, Havana. Go your way, I'll go mine. I guess we don't have much to say on this one. <laughs> I, I, you know, other than it's it's a fantastic it's, album, but it's it's um you pick you kind of pick you you pick which songs sure you, you you love about it. We could probably squeeze volume two into the same conversation. <laughs> it's true <laughs> Gershwin had George had died George Gershwin had died in 1937 yeah um, but Ira was said to have said I've never known how good our songs were until I heard Ella sing them Aww. oh wow sweet thought also um, the album cover is an original portrait of Fitzgerald by the French artist Bernard Buffet um, and this started a tradition using contemporary artists for uh, Ella's albums, including huh. the artwork of Henry Matisse gracing the cover of her 1961 Harold Arlen songbook. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, no, looking that up. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. There's n- there's oh, nothing cool. wrong that's with really cool. like there, there's no fault you can find in in any of this aside that it's long winded. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you p- pick your poison with the songs. They're all brilliantly, like, done. But yeah, I mean, I, if I hadn't heard this, I don't know. Like, even when I heard it, I was like, huh, cool. And then I just went about my day. I'm never going to go back to this. Yeah. As far as, like, a yeah. need to listen to, I, I, I don't well, know. Well, we're I'm... also coming at it so many years later after these songs and this sort of style has been burned into our brains to the point and, of and cl- what almost it, cliche. What is what is different about this than the swinging songs for lovers with Frank Sinatra and Nelson Riddle that we that we have a different reaction? Soul. Swinging songs for lovers I think has a bit more swagger. Yeah. It's okay. a little more a little more pep to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And also we we had covered uh Sarah Vaughn's live album mm-hmm. in yeah, yeah. So, so are you saying that maybe Ella should have pulled in a little more of her, well, her off the cuff, you know, little scat there, or you think that she should? This is a great example of just straight ahead, straightforward. Ella, if sure. Ella scatted, she if she scatted all at all on this album, it was tastefully done enough that I didn't even like it. It didn't grab my ear, right? Which is good because I don't ever really want scat singing to grab my ear. It's yeah, <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> just one day that switch is gonna flip, and that's all you're gonna be into. 
actually, I, I stand corrected. There's a there's a few tastefully done scat runs, like like in like uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the running scats, you know, like in uh, like Minnie the Moocher mm-hmm. or something like that, where it's almost just like it's silly and goofy for effect, and then the sure. audience says it back. Yeah, uh, I think there's some Louis Prima stuff that I don't really mind, but it's when it's when it's relied on so much that like we're just gonna do this instead of singing that that I don't I don't I'm not into it. Two princes, okay. spin doctors, tastefully done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there's a totally good feasibility that we've been inundated with this type of tune that it 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 just kind of like. Eh. For me, yeah. um, I, I get that, which is why I, I can't necessarily like endorse this as a "you must listen to this." There's probably uh, you know another Ella Fitzgerald. I'd be like, "You really need to listen to this." Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, is, I, I guess this is a little bit f- removed from her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, jazz, I mean, it's, it's jazz a good introduction to but... you know Gershwin. I guess. Um, what do you think it was about the nineteen late nineteen fifties that we're seeing? Ella and um, Billy Holiday doing these orchestrated sort of albums instead of do you think they're just trying something new? They're trying to break break into a different genre. I think it genre? is the fact of the popularization of the album format. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're putting out an album. Let's get an orchestra in here, as opposed to like, we're recording two songs. I mean, I, I think that some of these orchestral albums just sold so well that it might have been less to do with the artist going, you know what would be really cool right now? An orchestra behind me than the studio being like, put a fucking orchestra behind it! We need to make some bucks! Yeah. yeah. Here's the cash right. cow of the times. For big, sure. Those big satiny strings and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they brought brought in people from the, the club who were ha- already had a name, put an orchestra behind it. I mean, there's some. If you go to the dollar bins of any Goodwill or whatever, you're gonna see one thousand or one hundred and one strings and yeah. Oh, yeah. all those from the the fifties. You know, even though they're all in Goodwill now, it means they were all bought at some point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Ella Fitzgerald. She was fine. <laughs> fine singer. Uh, ride or die chick. <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Ray Charles, the genius of Ray Charles. Bye! Not for a year